Welcome to this episode of our Take 15 series, Best Practices in Fund Management. I'm Usman Hayat from CFA Institute, and we're here in Copenhagen, where our third European Investment Conference is taking place. I'm joined by Daniel Broby, who's the Chief Investment Officer at Silk Invest, and he is also the author of the book, A Guide to Fund Management. Daniel has a rich experience of fund management in Scandinavia and Russia, and in this, podcast, I would be asking Daniel a few questions to share some of his insights in best practices in fund management. So welcome, Daniel. So to start things off, why don't you tell us when does a practice become a best practice? Well, there are all sorts of practices. There's uh, practices in the front office, middle office and back office. Uh, All firms have good practices. Some have worse practices. Uh, Some are developing promising practices and some are even effectively looking at the next generation, the, the, the next generation of practice. I think really what defines best practice from my perspective is encompassed in the term uh, fiduciary. I think that really it's very important from a best practice perspective to look at fund management from the eyes of the client and the client's assets. I see. So if I were to ask you to pick three most important areas which are related to this fiduciary responsibility to clients, what would they be? Well, certainly best advice comes very uh, high up on the list because we want client-centric advice. Fiduciary means acting as though you were, in fact, uh, acting in in the same way that you would advise if if that money were were your own. Uh, uh, Best execution is also important in as much as, obviously, once you've given that advice, it has to be executed in an efficient and uh, obviously a a way that that, uh, will be represented in, in the portfolio. Uh, And I think then you have to understand the nature of the business and and maybe look to uh, conflicts of interest and to uh, effectively uh, putting in place uh, compliance and uh, Chinese walls and a large number of organisational structures because best practice isn't just about the management of the firm, it's about the organisation of the firm as well. And are there also cross-cultural differences in best practices? There are definitely regulatory differences. Uh, and those regulatory differences influence the way that firms are structured, that systems are set up, that uh, effectively uh, the product wrap is uh, developed. And as a result, there are certainly different practices. Uh, but I think that we have to say that from a best practice point of view, there's some very strong commonalities. And that's really what is encompassed by uh, the CFA Institute's uh, Asset Management Code. So you've alluded to the uh, our uh, code for asset managers. So what role is there for the such codes of conduct and code of ethics, which are issued by professional bodies like CFA Institute? I, I think it's really uh, very important that essentially the uh, best practices led from the top. That effectively senior management. Uh, buy into best practice and get the rest of the firm to buy into it. And so in that respect, a code of conduct uh, has a very important message to a whole firm. It's different from a regulatory set of rules in as much as it shows that people are focusing on principle rather than rules. What role has the financial crisis played in shaping best practices in fund management industry? I think when you look at the financial crisis, it's clearly one where too much leverage came about as a result of complex financial instruments. So uh, 
in an asset management context, what happened was that alpha and beta were separated. Uh, basically, they were then leveraged. And uh, in that respect, the uh, what was believed to be diversification was in fact a spreading of systemic risk. So in, in that respect, the financial crisis has resulted in a deleveraging, obviously, of uh, product. Uh, it's resulted in a greater focus on transparency and disclosure. Disclosure is a very important part of best practice. And uh, all of these things uh, are resulting in a re-evaluation of how people assess things, like, for example, product design, fee structure, and so forth. And what about the challenges that fund managers face in implementing these best practices? I think if it's implementing something like the Asset Management Code, implementing any form of best practice, it's senior management buy-in. And in that respect, uh, you have to lead from the front and that has to be a whole firm approach. Uh, but once you get past that, you then also have these jurisdictional issues whereby one jurisdiction may have different regulations from another. And in that respect, you tend to find that there are challenges to implement the same practice throughout an organisation when you're dealing with different either regulatory environments and or uh, even, for example, on the product side, different tax codes and the like. And one of the areas of interest in best practices in fund management industry is the fee structure. So what can you tell us about that? Well, clearly uh, the fee has to reflect effectively what is being delivered in a product context. And in that respect, if the product isn't a beta product, for example, it isn't an index tracking product, uh, the fee should reflect to some extent what is being delivered in terms of alpha over and above a, a benchmark. Uh, if we're talking about a, a beta type product, then effectively the fees should be uh, more representative of the, the cost of structuring uh, that product rather than having a, a fee which is designed from the point of view of profit maximization for, for the company. And what can you tell us about best practices as regards the investment process itself? Well, I think investment process is very much mission critical to what a fund manager does in as much as it defines a repeatable and a, uh, a process whereby you can show how you're delivering your investment turns, returns, not just in the past, but in the future. And from a client perspective, that's very important to be able to understand where the returns are coming from. And finally, could you summarize your observations regarding best practices in asset management for me, and perhaps also share your outlook regarding these best practices? Well, I think the most important thing to take away is that the client should always come first. And once you accept that the client comes first, that involves a number of things like, for example, maintenance of independence, objectivity, uh, ensuring a whole firm approach from the top down in terms of uh, the implementation of everything, not just in the front office, but middle and back office systems, uh, effectively the uh, investment process and the philosophy, full and fair disclosure and fair dealing in the way that you treat those clients. Uh, as to how I see um, these best practices developing, I think that as more and more firms adopt the asset management code, uh, we will uh, see that uh, in those jurisdictions where perhaps uh, capital markets are in uh, a, a less developed stage uh, that they will be raising the bar of the game. 
that we will see uh, effectively firms in uh, the developed market returning to uh, doing things in a more fiduciary way and uh, I believe that as a whole that should in, from an industry perspective uh, lead to sort of a better outcome as far as returns for the investor. This concludes our podcast on best practices in asset management. Thank you Daniel for your time and thank you for listening to us. Copyright 2011 CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.